This is episode 318 for August 2014, and this is our Spider Satellite segment. And if you're a fan of this segment or Fight Club or Spider History or the news section or the review section, man, we have a lot of sections in this show, please consider supporting us. Just go to the front page of SpiderManCrawlspace.com, look on the right-hand side for Support This Site via PayPal, and you can help ensure that more episodes come out in the future and you help us pay the bills. On with the show. Hey, Crawl Spacers, welcome to a giant-sized satellite episode of the podcast. What are you calling me, Fat Douglas? <laughs> no, I'm talking about your main oh. thing, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best start ever, man. <laughs> Why, thank you. That's, we're on fire, baby, I tell you. Uh, we have 11, count them, 11 spider satellites that we're going to review. That's a lot of damn satellites. We're storage. about to choke the Internet, son. We are. This is going to be a lot of bandwidth. Because it's got a lot of crap in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, the crap is heavy this month. The hev- This is not a good Ew, month for is, satellites. Uh, I think the, we don't even have a superior foes issue this month. No. Nope. Uh, the only good thing I think in this episode that I, at least for the books I'm reviewing is the Miles Morales stuff. And and you uh, anyway, let's go over the books we're going to review. Spoil I'll read it, I, Brad. Okay, sorry. Okay. Spoiler alert. Uh, I, here's the books I'll review, and George, you name off the ones you've got. I've got Miles Morales, Spider-Man number two and three, Spider-Man 100th Anniversary number one, Deadpool versus Carnage number four, thank God it's over, uh, All New Ultimates number three, number four, and number five. What do you got, George? I have uh, New Warriors number four, or no, five, six, and seven, and Guardians of the Galaxy number 16. We're going to start with Miles Morales, Spider-Man number two. I'll take this one. And issue, uh, it's written by Mr. Bendis and uh, Marquez, <coughs> Marquez mm. on pencils. Uh, great penciler, by the way. Uh, the plot opens of uh, issue number two with uh, Norman Osborn breaking into the old Osborn factory. And he looks up on the wall, he sees some octopus arms, and he sees the Green Goblin formula and some cash, and he looks like he's just plotting a return to cause some chaos in the uh, Morales world, because he already killed Peter Parker. Now we cut, speaking of Peter Parker, to uh, him arguing with Miles Morales. He wants his web shooters back, and he says no one asked him to take over the mantle of the Spider-Man title, and Miles says, uh, I can't give you these web shooters back. Your Aunt May gave them to me. Uh, but Peter wants them back, and he grabs Miles, and then he, Peter gets a venom shock, and uh, Peter complains that his spider didn't have that trick. Why did you get it? So then Peter punches Miles in the face and steals the web shooters, and, and when Miles wakes up, Peter's nowhere to be, fa- be found, and Miles... Uh, keeps searching the city, and he keeps saying, it's got to be a clone, it's got to be a clone, it's got to be a clone. So Miles is talking for all the audience members that think Peter is a clone that's returned from the dead. Uh, The prose for this issue, it's well written. There's great art by David Marquez, and uh, Bendis, I just enjoy his voice of Miles Morales. The con, there's a dumb subplot that's uh, continuing. Uh, These dudes dressed up in spider armor that are robbing places, and that's not really going anywhere. So an A-minus out of me for that book. Wow. And uh, let's do issue number three. Uh, Plot story opens with Ned Leeds. I don't know if we've seen Ned Leeds in the Ultimate Universe before. Anyway, he, he busts in on a Bugle staff meeting. 
and he's pitching an anti-Spider-Man story to Jonah, who isn't having it, because he's turned a new leaf. Since Peter Parker died, He's he's uh, thinks of the kid as a hero, and he's not going to uh, soil the, uh, the image of the new Spider-Man. And so he's turning uh, Ned Leeds's story about uh, these people dressed up in spider armor that are robbing things, and uh, Jonah's not having it. So, cut to Phil Urich. That busts into the room. He says that Norman Osborn is on the loose, and and now Jonah has officially found his lead for the news. No one, no one knocks on the door. What's well, a big Everybody conference room? Everybody just busts in. Everybody's busting in. The people that are sitting at the table are just watching these people run into the room. That's what <laughs> okay, then we cut to Miles Morales because at the uh, end of the last issue, Miles is talking to his girlfriend Katie Bishop and says, "You know, I've got something. I've got a secret to tell you." And then the first thing that you see is Miles reveals to Katie that he's Spider-Man. And she looks all dazed and confused, and she can't handle it, and she runs away in dramatic fashion, just like a soap opera, just like a regular Emo. story. Emo. <laughs> and uh, then we cut to uh, the police station, and Detective Maria Hill, because she doesn't work for S.H.I.E.L.D., because S.H.I.E.L.D. is gone, uh, she's investigating the homicide of one of the people that the spider-like criminals have killed, and she knows that Miles is Spider-Man, so she goes to question him to see if he has any idea what's going on. And he runs away because he's traumatized as his girlfriend just ran away, and he revealed his secret identity. And he goes invisible, and he evades Maria Hill, and he goes back and he talks to Gonky, uh, his friend who's on the step with him, and he uh, gets a notice on his cell phone. He gets alerts. He gets Google alerts, kind of like I do in my email, uh, that Norman Osborn is alive, and then... He worries that Osborne's going to go after Peter Parker's family, like Aunt May and uh, Mary Jane, etc. And Gonky, his friend, reminds Miles that Norman killed Peter, and what chance do you have of standing up against him? Anyway, uh, a bunch cut to a bunch of S.H.I.E.L.D. agents going in to check out the Osborne Industries, and they find Norman uh, in there, and he hulks out, which I know you and I hate, George. We hate the look of that Oz, uh, uh, ultimate you, Green Goblin. Did you, did you see that thing I put up this, uh, this week? Yeah, for the uh, Infinity. Yeah, they're going with the Goblin yeah. Hulk. I hate that. Anyway, he kills all the S.H.I.E.L.D. agents, and then he uh, we cut to uh, Miles riding a bus. Because he doesn't have his web shooters. Peter Parker stole them. He rides to Peter's house on the top of a bus, and uh, he looks and he doesn't spot any go- anything out of the norm. And then in the in the sky, a big fireball comes in and crash lands on the front yard of the Peter Parker house, which is for sale. It says, uh, once the future home of Peter Parker, or once... Once home of Peter Parker. And Miles, again, is contemplating. He's got that drama going on in his head. This is the exact spot where Peter Parker died. How, how am I going to survive this? And that ends the issue. The uh, pros, I'm going to give a... I enjoyed the drama of Peter... I mean, Miles. I get, I'm getting my Spider-Man confused. Uh, great drama of Miles worrying about dying just like Peter. He's not as experienced as Peter. He doesn't have his web shooters. And he's taking on uh, Peter's biggest enemy that killed him. Uh, the con... Who cares about the spider criminals? I don't care. The readers don't care. I don't. Anyway, uh, another A minus out of me for that issue. George, what do you got? All right. Uh, well, I guess uh, we'll start with uh, New Warriors number four. You want me just to do like one issue, or not four, five? Uh, just one issue, and then you'll you'll go back. No, just just wrap all three of them up. We'll just continue it and. and <laughs> Focus on the cane part because Lord have mercy, the rest of it's just nauseous. <laughs> I know, right? Okay, well, Bad. um, 
So New Warriors number five uh, starts off a new arc. Um, you know, they they catch up on the on the little uh, you know previously page or whatever the hell they call that thing now. And for bad books like this, those are essential. <laughs> yeah, you really need to know what the hell is going on because you're going to be confused anyway when you read the story. Yeah, I, I, I relied on them with the all-new Ultimates intros. He, I'm like, I have no idea what I just read a month ago or right, five minutes ago. Right. So, okay, so in this book, what they're teasing is they're teasing a return of, of Cthon. Do you know who Cthon is, Brad? Uh, are you familiar no with Cthon? No, I have no idea. <coughs> right, Cthon is one of the uh, old-school Marvel magic villains. Do you fight Doctor Strange? Uh, Doctor Strange, uh, mostly the Avengers. Cthon's first yep. stories were over in the Avengers. Um, but he's his stuff is usually based there in Transia, right in the shadow of Wondergore Mountain, you know, right where Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver grew up. Uh-huh. So this is this is what they're teasing at. So you know you you've got um, in this issue you, you we start off with Kane Water or Scarlet Spider. I'm just gonna, screw. It, I'm gonna call him Kane. Okay. <laughs> Kane Water Snake and Justice uh, cleaning up Wondergore Mountain. They've apparently been fighting um, fighting off some sort of wonder you know robotic Wondergore defender drones or something. I don't know. Um, these things are pretty huge, um, so they they start the issue fighting one of them, and uh, eventually in the issue they find a couple of new men survivors. Those are the ones that uh, that the high evolutionary made. Remember, including Bova, the the cow lady, the the cow, yeah, and uh, who he just all slaughtered uh, in that first horrific, tragic arc. <laughs> if, if that's the made, made burgers, yeah. If that's the final story on Bova, I'm. God, I'll just I'll, uh, sad puppy. So anyway, so while they're doing that, they shift to the rest of the team, which is uh, Aracely, annoying lad, aka Speedball, uh, Sungrel, and uh, Haichi, or uh, what's his name, Mark. Who the hell knows? They can't really decide what they want this all important Inhumans character guy to be named. Oh God, yeah. They're always going back and forth with it, you know, and I'm just like. I, the guy is uninteresting to begin with. Not being able to pick a good name for him is even worse. Yeah. At one point, they because we have two we have two new men survivors. We have a you know, and of course the new men are animal people. So one is a dog and one is a cat. <laughs> yeah. And they're living. First of all, it's bad writing because they're living together peacefully. <laughs> so, you know, Bill Murray said it best in Ghostbusters. That doesn't happen, you know. Dogs and cats living together, living together. Yeah. So the dog's name is get this, Caninus. <laughs> That's like if we had a human in a story, we call him uh, human. Yeah. <laughs> and and the cat's name is Felinatus. You're right. Some of the okay just weak sauce. I, I mean, That's so later bad. they tell them. So at one point, the new warriors tell them, "Well, those can't be your names." And I'm like, "Well, why? If for F's sake, if those are their actual names, what if Bova had showed up and said, "Hi, everybody, I'm Bova," and, and Speedball's like, "You can't have that name. You got to pick a new name." I'd be like, "Right, why don't you go straight to hell, little Brad? How about that?" So, so they tell them at one point that they have to come up with new names, and apparently. The new names they come up with are on the recap page for the characters because they're not Caninus and Felinatus. No, they are Jeff Waffles, 
Oh, okay. And Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> You're not shitting us either. No. No. Oh, this is a real deal. I, yeah. I, I wish Jeff Waffles. I wish, I wish that I was shitting you. Yeah. No, Jake. I'm sorry. Jake Waffles. Jake Waffles. Because that's so yeah. much better. Yeah. So, you know, so that happens at some point. So, so in issue, what number is this? Five? This is five, yeah. So they name him uh, Caninus in issue five, and in, issue, in the recap page of issue six, we learn their names? We, we learn that they've renamed themselves Jake Waffles and Mr. Whiskers. So that happened off panel. We didn't actually. That see happened it in between the five and six somewhere. Yeah, because in five they tell them, "Hey, yeah. these can't be your names, you know, sentient beings who have lived with these names your whole life. You can't be named that." What a mess! So I'm Speedball, and I'm going to judge you by your name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, my name is also drug slang, but hey, we're going to call you Waffles. Speedball is drug slang. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dude, every, oh, wow. everything is drug slang. I had no idea. This is learning something new about speedball. I, I, there's probably a street name. There's some drug on the street. It's probably called Febreze, for all I know. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I'm gonna hook you up with some Febreze. So, yeah, <laughs> I am Groot. <laughs> I am Groot. Yeah. Hey, Groot. Yeah, I, you know, Groot's very topical right now, man. There you go. Groot's about to be there huge in toys. I think. I have a feeling yes. on this. All right. So, anyway, back to Jake Waffles. Back to Jake Waffles. And the fat man. <laughs> Jack Wa- Jake Waffles and the fat man. <laughs> God damn. So in a nearby village. Also starring Joe Penny. Oh, that's right. I forgot Joe There Penny you go. Dad, dude. Yeah, dude. I just remember. I'm taking I just it remember, back. Taking it back. I just remember William Cannon. Yeah, big dude. Did you ever listen to old, old radio? Um, a little bit. I don't know. You know the Gunsmoke TV show? Yeah. That started as a radio show. Right. And and, yeah. and the radio, the first Matt Dillon was William Conrad. Okay. Just FYI. Cool. And everybody else listening to this said, that's great. Back to, back to, <laughs> back to Jake Waffles. Yeah. Get back. <laughs> Get me back to Jake Waffles. Get back sir. to BJ and the Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> All right. So in the nearby yeah. village, uh, I guess it's the same village where Wanda and Pietro grew up. Um, you got Araceli, Speedball, Sungirl, and Haichi. <clears throat> this is exactly deciding that they need to save the village from what I don't know. <clears throat> Maybe syrup and Jake Waffles is going to. I guess us. so. They bust in to the tavern and they're like, you know, relax, everybody. We're we're here to save you, and everybody's just sitting around drinking beer, going, you know, who the f are you? What? You're, are you on issue five, by the way, or six? I'm still on issue five. Oh, okay. I thought you moved on. No, to the second no, issue. no, not yet. Got it. I wanted a great. No, I just okay. I just had to mention. Yeah, the fact that they made two sentient beings rename themselves with jackass names. <laughs> All right, so you know, so those people are looking. I'm like, what? What the hell, right? What do you, you know, we don't need to be safe from anything. So the warriors are like, yeah, I guess we screwed that one up. Hey, let's sit down and eat something because we're all four of us starving. <laughs> so they sit down, and you know, you have the obligatory. Oh, hi, I'm this person, and this is my backstory, and and my powers are this. You know, you have all that crap. And uh, you'd almost think Bendis wrote it because it's people talking over dinner. <laughs> and then it, something interesting does happen, though, because Araceli, Araceli's powers, it's weird. It's like she can kind of link up with your mind and, and see things that are real about you or something like that. I This chick is all over the place. You you read Scarlet Spider, so you probably know how her powers work more than I do. But I – Not really. I mean I'm <laughs> not like, really. I'm like – 
the hell? This, this girl's just doing every, something new every damn issue, right? Yeah. So she looks over at Speedball, and she sees Speedball not as Speedball, but as that spiky, screwed-up guy that he was after uh, after Stanford, after Civil War. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and at one point she says, oh, and what about you? Are you still a cutter? Are you still cutting? Because there's – it's you know, you've got teenagers involved, so of course somebody has to be the angsty cutter. <laughs> you know. And it's speedball. And it's speedball. Yeah. And then he's like talking back to her in his mind, saying, Get out of my mind. Don't don't tell anybody what you're seeing right now and yada yada. And so I'm guessing, right. you know, they finally listened to the people who were like, Oh, you're just gonna act like civil war never effing happened. <laughs> Remember I was saying that. I was like, This book makes right. no sense. What the hell? We've yep. learned nothing from Civil War. Why did it have to happen? So apparently they listened to those people and said, "Well, maybe maybe we're going to show that." You think? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> anyway, so they have that scene where we're all getting to know each other, and it's boring as hell. I'm not going to lie. I, I, I crawled <laughs> through that damn. You, you don't care about any character in this book, do you? I, Sun Girl. I I like Sun Girl. Okay. I like Sun Girl. To me, is interesting. Um, everyone else, even Kane. Kane's boring in this. Or am I wrong? I, Kane is the only reason. I'm, I mean, I like the New Warriors. I like uh, Nishiesha from the 90s, and I liked uh, the guy that replaced him. But uh, the Warriors haven't been able to capture it in a, in a bottle in a long yeah, time. Yeah, but as a, okay, so would you call yourself a Kane fan? Yeah, I liked his solo book, and he, he really is the best thing about this book. I like how uh, dark and just brooding he is. He's kind of a downer. You, and I, You consider yourself, Brad Douglas considers himself a Kaniac. A caniac, yes, I'm a caniac. Okay, and I, is there any payoff in you in these stories? Just how much of a dick he is. That's the only thing I like about it. Because it's like that's all they have him around for. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that's why he's around. I agree, and that's he's the only thing I like about the. It's book. like when Bendis first got to put Spider-Man in the Avengers. All the all he was was comic relief. There was nothing yeah. where where he was really essential to that. And I'm like, you know, screw that. This is this is repetitive. You've got Hawkeye for f's sake. Yeah. Let Hawkeye be your, your – Hawkeye needs to be that voice if you're an Avengers team. But then he was all emo and doing that. Who, who effing knows? There's been, some, there's been some bad writing in the last decade, Brad Douglas. <laughs> I know. <laughs> all right, so – Is the book done yet? What do you mean? I, I mean, uh, is five – I'm trying done. to get it. You keep segueing. I, I apologize. <laughs> I'm, I'm uh, such a caniac. And by you, I mean me. Okay. <laughs> so, um, <clears throat> excuse me. I should mention that earlier in the issue, um, Water Snake, which is easier than saying her three name Atlantean name. It's something Nita. <coughs> no, it's Namora. The last part of it is Namora. Namora. Okay, got it. Which apparently describes half the females in Atlantis now. <laughs> and um, but she, <coughs> she also has like visions of things around there. Um, at one right. point, she walks into a room. And sees all the new warriors hanging upside down in chains with blood coming off of them, and on the floor is a giant pentagram. But then she walks out of the room, and she's like, oh, okay, well, nothing to see here. She's just seeing what the readers are wanting. <coughs> right? Yeah, she's, she's seeing what's coming down the pike. When, you need a drink, you okay? Yeah, I, I've been talking a lot today. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay, there we go. There you all go. Right. All right. So anyway, Cleanse your palate for this awful book. Boy, by the time by the time we get around to Fight Club, I must sound like the damn Crypt Keeper. <laughs> you know? All right. All right. Keep, keep those lungs. <laughs> all right. So basically, uh, okay, well, what did 
<coughs> what he can do. You're like, well, bury him in bottom line it for me. Bottom line it for the spider of the <coughs> So Kane frees Kane re- reviewing this. Kane fights a Wonder Gore Mountain defense robot, and then later he fights Mr. Whiskers. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and by fight, I mean you get a couple of panels where you see Kane move. <laughs> the fights in this really aren't all that. <laughs> These are bad books, Brick. Oh, I, I apologize. This is it's, not a good title. No, I, and you know what's sad? It's slightly better than all new Ultimates, which I'm going to just destroy coming up. I hate I that walked, book too. I walked into the comic book store. <laughs> are you the only one that buys this book? Because <laughs> I, I only go now like every couple weeks or so. Right. And the gal says, "Hey, there's three issues of New Warriors." Oh, you poor And master. I was like, that's great. <laughs> you know, and she was like, she was like, oh, aren't you enjoying it? And I was like, not at all. <laughs> she said, well, why do you, why do you have us pull it for you? So said, because I have to. <laughs> and she was like, well, I'm, I'm sorry. And I was like, it, it, you didn't tell her you're on a podcast review. No, they, they know up there. Oh, okay. Got it. And, uh, she's like, oh, you have to review. And I was like, yeah, yeah. So anyway, this get this review gets a uh, C for uh, Careless. Really, really? Uh, that high? Okay. <clears throat> well, it, this is not as egregious as number seven. Number seven is wow, it has stink on it. Anyway, yeah, there's there's a taint on on that. One. <laughs> Go to number right, six. So now. in number six, oh, I should say at the end of number five, there's a big thing. Any pros of the book, by the way? No, there's no there's no, no. pros in these books. No, I there's agree. absolutely no pros in, in this story. And I mean, at least for me, the Kane aspect I enjoy. But you, it freaks me out because Chris Yost is a good writer. I know he is. I've seen him do good writing. Yep. I have seen him do do exponentially better than this. He reminds me a bit of Matt Fraction in the in the fact that there are some really good Matt Fraction stuff out there. But and then then there's his Fantastic Four. Yeah. Well, you know what though. there's a curse on Fantastic Four. Not now. The book's solid. That, well, that, that, that's Robinson. Yeah, but here's Robinson's the thing. But here's the thing, Brad. That's going to last a year, and then they're going to reinvent the wheel again. No. You know what I mean? I guess it's, it's cursed like that. I mean, people said. I remember people were like, "No, uh, who was it? Wrote him before that? Uh, was it? Was it Hickman?" Yeah, Hick, Hickman's stuff I like too. I remember I, I tried it when Hickman's stuff started out. But the thing is, every new writer that comes on there thinks they have to reinvent everything. I know. And I'm like, dude, really? This is – if you can't get four people right, <laughs> you know, we're talking four people. This isn't the Avengers. It's four people. Yeah. Five or six if you include the kids. I'm like, ah. But this thing, that thing's been off the rails since that whole damn foundation thing and all that other crap. Anyway, we're getting I, – you know, I, I like it better than you do, but go ahead. We're getting, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, 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 yeah. it, does, it, does it perturb you when I just shit on everything that you love? Uh. Oh, if you start insulting Secret Wars like Jr. did that once, we're just gonna. No, I mean, I'm not, I'm not sacrilegious <laughs> or anything. Yeah. Go ahead, issue number six. All right, so issue number six. Uh, so uh, at the end of number five, they they had Wondergore Mountain, uh, uh, Jake Whisk or yeah, Jake Waffles actually uses a device to transport Mount Wondergore into New York City, into like the harbor or whatever, and uh, all because. The four of them were like, ooh, where should we go? Where should we go? And somebody says New York, and that was the only place he knew where to go because he didn't know where Disneyland is. And that was Araceli that said Disneyland. So he said, okay, well, I know where New York is. So he flips the switch, and then the entire damn mountain goes to New, New York. York. 
So of course this this finally the Avengers decide that they're going to get involved because it's it's you know it, it's a new Marvel book which means the Avengers are the, like the Spidey now. Remember remember how like whenever a every title, every thir- every third issue Spider Man appears Spider-Man and would title, have to be I, out right. Yeah. Well, now yep. we're we're at that with Avengers because Avengers is at the over it has been at the oversaturation point now for over well over a year, probably two in the, years. In the nineties, Ghost Rider and Punisher showed up to help the book. Or Venom. Or Venom. Yep. Remember Dark Hawk? Dark Hawk had Venom. And- so now you have the Avengers acting as the new whore. <laughs> Where if your book is flagging, well, but fuck, you know, better better throw the Avengers in there. Yeah. Oh God, it's such a beatdown. So anyway, so Cap Thor, and I'm an Avengers guy, man. I'm just tired of seeing him in Spider-Man. You know what I mean? So anyway, so Cap Thor and Iron Man uh, decide, hey, it's bad that Wondergore Mountain is here. You know, all of a sudden, out of nowhere. So they decide to investigate that. Cap and Thor, or pardon me, Cap and Iron Man, um, spend their time questioning Justice and Speedball. You know, they're like... What is this? What's going on? Why are you doing this again? You remember the last time that happened when you guys were a team? Do you remember that? Do you remember that? They're talking a lot more about Civil War now than than ever than they were when this book first started. Right. I think they've realized we can't ignore this anymore. I think people were asking questions about it. Yeah. Like me, it was pointing out, oh, did this just never happen now? So, which I wish it hadn't, but anyway. So, you know, they're, they're questioning them about it and, you know... Justice at one point just gets mad and hands in his event. I'm an Avenger no more because that's everybody's go-to when they're an Avenger and they're pissed. Just throw your ID card across the room. I wish I had. I, huh? I actually liked that part of the book. That was the, probably the only thing. He was he was actually standing up and they should be a team or he wants to be a team. That's the first time we've seen it in what six issues. Yeah, because the first story arc, he just kind of, they just kind of bumbled around, and he was like, I don't know if we need to restart the team. And I don't know how we got him from there to here. I guess I guess I don't know either, but I, I liked it. It finally gave him a purpose. I guess you know, having one of the of the quasi team take out the uh, high evolutionary, uh, I guess suddenly figures, well, <laughs> you know, shit. I guess Thanos is next, right? Yeah. You know, I guess that's how that rolls now. I don't know. Did you not like it? He finally did something that is Brad, kind I, of. No, you didn't like it. I don't. I don't like Justice. <laughs> okay. I, well, he's the leader of this. I've, I've never liked Justice. I I learned to hate Justice when he was engaged to Firestar. Well, he was. He's a Guardians of the Galaxy. I know, but when mm-hmm. you know Busiek brought him in the Avengers, Busiek tried to make him sympathetic. I think, but in the end, he just wound up being this whiny ass beta male that you wanted to kick in the balls. <laughs> You know? All right, and, I, and I'm like, Firestar, you're you're hot. You're like a redhead, literally. Yeah, and why are you with this dude? Why don't you go and find a real guy? Go go find Wolverine. He likes redheads. Is there any member of the team that could have stood up to Captain America and said he wants the team to happen? Well, whichever one they needed to at that time. I, I I guess I don't know. I mean, yeah. I don't. I, I can't do it because he's the the Eeyore of the team. I don't know why Justice suddenly had a spine, but okay, whatever. <laughs> Glad to prove right. he had one. Yeah. No, I mean, it was just, to me, it just came off petulant. I'm like, dude, you know, come on, you're the leader of the team, and you're acting like Hawkeye from the '60s. What, you know, what, what are you doing? Anyway, anyway, so they're questioning them. Meanwhile, Thor is actually in Wonder Mountain with the others. You know, and it's you know it's Thor, so you know it's serious. 
And they're like, well, you can't keep us here. That's against the law. This is kidnapping. You have to charge us or let us go. And Thor's like, I'm Thor. <laughs> you know, he doesn't say that. But, you know, basically that's the thing is like, no, you're not going anywhere because I'm Thor. You're going to sit here until everything's sorted out. <laughs> and, you know, and – but here's the thing. There's a, there's a demon in the room with them that none of them can see, and it starts to affect Water Snake. Which is the stupidest name what? on earth. What's the, it sounds like a dirty movie. Did you read this issue? Yeah, I read all three of them. You did yeah. because you were just telling me about about Captain Right. Yeah. So so Water Snake, which is a, <laughs> the dumbest name I've ever heard. Have you met her brother, Trouser? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it we're not even so. twenty minutes into this. And I did a trouser uh, snake joke. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so the the demon starts messing with her head and leads her into attacking Thor, which immediately some of the other team members are like, "That that didn't just happen. One of our guys did not just hit Thor. Let's just take on Thor. Yeah, why not? You know, because damn Thor. Right? <laughs> yep. So. A huge battle ensues where you know you've got. Kane, I think, kind of trying to keep uh, Thor off of her. At one point, he webs her eyes, or to hit her eyes, his eyes. I'm already, I'm already thinking of the future when Thor's going to have boobs. Um, <laughs> you know, webs uh, Thor's eyes, which is half of the action that uh, Kane gets in this issue, by the way. Just one, pa- <laughs> one panel. Is that all Kane does in this issue? Webs Thor's eyes. Well, the second thing he does is at the end you see him uh, arm wrestling uh, Mr. Whiskers. Oh no! Yeah, did you not see that part? I, I it's been, I don't have the book okay, in front well, of me. But we'll, I read it a couple weeks ago. we'll get to that. Uh, so anyway, um, so while they're attacking him, Araceli kind of puts two and two together and uh, jumps over there to try to help Water Snake. <laughs> Sorry, every time you say it, I'm going to giggle. Ah, I, how do you think I feel? Anything I feel I didn't say it. So, so at that point, some kind of magic puff comes out, and then it sort of, sort of reveals the demon. And Thor's like, "Does everyone else see the demon?" You know, and the demon looks like a little midget Pee Wee Herman <laughs> with gold teeth. The stars are dying, big and bright. Let's go see a movie. I uh, know in the in the theater. So uh, <laughs> so instantly they they stop attacking Thor and they start trying to attack this other thing. You know what the magic word of this episode of Pee Wee's Playhouse is? What? Uh, water snake. Water. <laughs> two words. Every, it's hyphenated. <laughs> <laughs> Every time you say it, we're gonna yell. Is, okay, go ahead. So sad. It makes me feel like I had a safe word. <laughs> so thanks, Brad. No problem. All right, so <laughs> so Araceli uh, manages to reveal the demon, and and then at the same time, also apparently out of nowhere, channels the Aztec war god Hitzelapotli. Chipotle? What? Yes, we'll call you know that's a yes. We're going to call him Chipotle because either <laughs> you or I speak Aztec. Since you or I are prone to words that make sense. We do speak Mexican food. We though. do speak Mexican food. So, so she channels Chalupa, and fire comes out of her hands and drives the demon away, and then the fight is over. Oh, 
and you're still hungry. And then, yeah, and then Cap and uh, Iron Man show back up, and they're like, "Hey, what what's going on here? Justice, did you know about this?" He's like, "Yeah, I went for Mexico because yeah. I'm the leader." <laughs> and but they interrupt the party because Thor is partying with all the other new warriors because they just beat a demon of Cthulhu. <laughs> and you know it's Cthulhu from issue five now because they actually said his name this time. Oh, good. Okay. And uh, <laughs> and yeah, yeah this, it, they're in the, oh. they're on the ground. I don't know if you have the issue with you or not, but they're on the ground at the in the party panel. You see Kane and Mister Whiskers, the the cat new man guy, arm wrestling. <laughs> Which is half of the action that Kane gets in this book. Poor Kane. So that's another. That's a, that's another. That's a C minus. Wow. Yeah. I thought it was slightly better than the previous one, just because of the Avengers being there. Oh God. Yeah, but, but see, yeah. that's the thing, though. I mean, reviews are subjective. When you see, the Avengers, oh, I you're agree. Like, oh, okay, this is it. And then I see the Avengers, and I'm like, oh God, again. And you, you see, you hate uh, Justice, and I, I kind of like him. But. Yeah, Justice could die in a fire for yeah. all I care. So we got a C minus out of this one and a C on the other one. Yeah, C on the other one. Yeah. Okay, now <laughs> I think we're going, I think we're going lower for number seven. Yes. Yeah. Now I, I want you to. There's a little, a little backstory here. All right. All right. Uh, because with number seven, uh, for for those of you listening at home who who don't who maybe don't know how things go, maybe you just listen to the podcast and you don't go to the site and you you don't know that Brad and I will text one another sometimes. Uh-huh. So so Brad and I were texting yesterday, or earlier this week, and Brad's like, well, which books are you going to review? And I'm like, oh, i got to go to the shop, and I'll let you know. And then I said, okay, I'm going to review these three new warriors and Guardians of the Galaxy. And then later on that night, I get a text from Brad. You remember what that text was? I don't have it in front of me. I'm going to read it right here. Hang on here. I, feel, feel free to read I, it, yes. Because I, I have it on my phone. <laughs> okay, i got to look Jomo. That's what you have me under. My phone is Jomo. And let me see here. We're going to do this again, by the way, when we do um, Fight Club because you had another funny one. Oh, did I have a funny one? Okay. You're like, okay, so this is Brad Douglas on New Warriors (laughs) number seven yesterday, July 31st at 10.35 p.m. By the way, I was trying to sleep because I wanted to get up early to go see Guardians of the Galaxy, and someone kept texting me. (laughs) <laughs> Sorry. <It's all> right. <laughs> so here, here now, the entire text of Brad Douglas's 1035 p.m. message. Okay. New Warriors number seven. The fuck was that? <laughs> question mark, question mark, question mark. Question point, question mark. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. That's the reaction Brad had. So that was before uh, I had actually been able to read the issue. <laughs> So I had that going in, and I was like, well, now, here's a converse thing, because I, I, I know that that sometimes Brad likes things that suck. And vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, is this actually really good then? Or I don't know what's happening. What, what does that mean? And it's really, really, really worse than, than I'm thinking. Right. So so I, I dove into number seven today. I was, I was very nervous. Very, I was like, what, what's going on here? All right, so number seven picks up. Uh, Wonder Gore's back in Transia. There's so much stuff that happens off-panel in this book. I know you got to read the re- it's like having to read Dan Twi- Dan Slot's Twitter. I know, right? I mean, there's yeah. you know you got to read the letters pages of Spider-Man to find out what happened in Spider-Man. <laughs> and so Wonder Gore's back in Transia. Now at the end of the last issue, which which we didn't really cover because Sun Girl 
and Haichi slash Mark or whatever the hell his name is, the, the Inhumans guy with the horn. We'll go. You know what? Jake, we're going to call him Hornhead. How about we just call him Horny? <laughs> call him Horny. All right. Oh, Hornhead. For, for, for those of you listening, and I'm sorry if you're like the one person who out there who actually likes this, this title. Uh, oh, feel, feel free to leave comments on the message yes, board or the sure uh, or the front page of this uh, post. But um, <clears throat> yes, from, from now on, we're calling this guy Horny. Okay. <laughs> so Horny Sun Girl and. Yeah. Um, and, and, and just Mr. Waffles. No. Is Waffles still around? Waffles is still around. Okay, that's what I thought. Waffles yeah. is still around. J- Jake Waffles and Mr. Whiskers are both still very present. And I think, actually, Waffles is in league with Cathan, actually. Man. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway. Um, no, Jake Waffles has taken over. The, he's like their – he's almost like their Jarvis slash Tony Stark. Like, yeah. he knows about everything in Wonder Gorman Mountain, knows how to make it run, but he's also – Kind of derpy. I don't know. <laughs> so um, <coughs> they were going to to see uh, Horny's family. <laughs> <laughs> it works, doesn't it? The name works well. You know, it does. It does. Jake Whiskers, Horny. <laughs> they were going to see Horny's family. No, 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 you know. No, this is the Haichi guy, Mark. He's he's, okay. the, he's the Horny. Not Jake God. Whispers. Or Where, not where's Jake. your friend Kane, by the way? What what the hell? Where's Kane? Oh, uh, Kane talks a bit in this issue and continues to be a prick. That's the sum of all Kane does in this book. <laughs> he has maybe like four panels of dialogue, and they're all being they're, each one of his just him being a douche. So if you enjoyed Scarlet Spider one to twenty five, you're you're howling that you're reading this book. <laughs> you are because there's not much Kane to it. Is no, there? there's really not. No, but they're they're fighting a, a group of people, Sad, huh? Sadly, he's the only good thing about the book, I think. But oh, you're really stretching it there, Jomo. I, well, I yeah, <coughs> I don't I don't dislike Kane actually. I I'm just you know I'm saying if you're a Kane fan, if you're a Kaniac, you're probably reading this book going Brad, like Brad Douglas at 10:35 on July 31st. The fuck. <laughs> <This book. laughs> How how did I spell it? By the way, I, I enjoy that. D a f u. I think f u q. There you go. <laughs> you know. Okay, go ahead. Right. What, so go so ahead. they're fighting this these three people with powers called the tribe, who are apparently are going after Inhumans because we don't really know. It's it, it seems like they're going after Inhumans, but it, this whole thing is a confusing jumbled, effed up mess. Yep. The pacing in here. You know how I've always said that Dan Slott's writing is like. Is like, like bad anime. Yeah, I've heard you say with that. With the pacing, yeah. this is worse because <laughs> this is this is everywhere. At least a lot of slut stuff, as as much as I don't like it, can still make sense in a way. I yes, at least with, I, I I agree that slot is a better writer than this is being put out, and also at least when I get the all new Ultimates, I have no idea what goes on in New Warriors and all new Ultimates. This is really, this is just a chaotic. A hot mess. Yep. It really is. So so you got Haichi turning into some kind of dragon rhino. I don't know. WTF was that thing. I have no idea, dude. I, when all those people that are inhumans fighting people that don't like inhumans show up, I'm really confused. Inhumans are the new mutants now, apparently. Oh, I'm just – I no. Yeah, I know, right? Orange is the new black. So uh, I'm out. So, so Horny <laughs> starts to – when he turns into the dragon rhino thing, 
absorbs the fire that one of these uh, bad guys is putting out. And then he and then he releases it back on someone else. I still don't know what all this dude does. I'll be honest with you. I, you know, and I, I even I remember I read that inhuman number or that inhuman thing. Remember they that they fought that they wedged in the ASM seven hundred. Yeah. And or no ASM one was it ASM one? Right. Yeah. And even then, I was like, you know, I, I like the Inhumans, and this story is not that bad. But I'm like, this is just a mess. You know. Anyway, that's, so that, that's one half of the issue, like them fighting those folks, all right? But none of you care because all you want to know is what Kane did. Yep. Everyone right now is going, that's great. I'm glad Horny breathed, breathed some fire. What's, what's happening to our man, our main clone? Our main clone, what's going on with him? Kane literally just talks and, and is a douche. <laughs> what's he say? What's he talk about? Oh, you want me to actually quote him? Right. No, well, we'll I mean, go. what is the conversation Because about? fans demanded it. <laughs> Here now, actual lines of dialogue from Kane. Hang on, I'm flipping through. Our buddy of the clone, yes. We're supposed to be trying to find the dark magic uh, that water snake sensed hummingbird. Oh, no, I'm sorry. There's a comma there that I missed. We're supposed to be trying to find the dark magic that water snake sensed hummingbird. That in itself was one of the most ridiculous lines I've ever heard in a comic. You sensed the demon that was messaging her. You said there was something else here. So where is it? Okay. That doesn't make any sense. What the hell is your problem, Furball? He's talking to Mr. Whiskers. Okay. I told you. That's he's yelling at Aricelli. And I believe that was the last of his dialogue in the book. No, he, he said something later to uh he said a couple of lines later on and he uh at one point he told Justice he hated him. Uh, and he told <laughs> the rest of them, Hey, Aricelli and I aren't staying which uh, he said what now for six issues? Yeah, that's what I've been saying with this book. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, it's jokes on me. I'm still buying it. At, at least he's the voice of the reader. <laughs> yeah, and at the end when Silhouette get the hell out of here. Yeah. Oh yeah, for you for you new Warriors fans, they bring back Silhouette. Well, that's not bad. I like Silhouette, Silhouette. Was one of the only things I actually liked from the issues of New Warriors that I actually read back in the day. Oh, did you not, did you not like the original? Uh, no, New no, Warriors I didn't. book. I, I, like I, I don't like teen angsty stuff. I haven't liked it since I was, you know, a teen. <laughs> well, I guess maybe it's because I was a teen when I was reading that stuff. I liked it a lot. Oh. So then they, but she uses her dark force powers to transport them from Wondagore to New York City to try to help out Horny and um, <laughs> Horny and Sun Girl. By the way, so the Sun Girl kicks the most ass in this book. Yeah. They give all the good, all the good. Oh yeah, moments to Sun Girl. That's why you like her in this book. Yeah. So yeah, well, but she's the only one doing things. She's the one getting results, right? <laughs> you know, the rest of them are talky emo. You know, to, hell, there's two members of the team that that are having visions and are seeing things. <laughs> I mean, Howard Dunton is that, right? Yeah. Anyway, so so this one, yeah, this one gets a D minus for me. They also keep going with the joke of uh, Speedball talking to uh, Namora, thinking she is Namora. Or yeah, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. a new thing because Justice and Speedball both are just convinced that this chick is yeah. is Namorita, you know, Namorita, that's you know, right, Not reincarnated or resurrected or something, and she's like, right. she has told them emphatically, she was like, I was one of her bodyguards, I was sent to find her, I am not her, right, and we know that, and they're like, no, it's got to be Namorita because some psychic sensed that she was back somewhere. Oh no, she tells them she was like, no. Our mystic sense that she was back, and I guess that's from when uh, she reappeared in um, 
Oh, God, what was it? One of those galactic stories. Remember where they plucked her out of an alternate timeline? Oh, um, the clone one by Frank. Yeah, the real one's still yeah. dead. Apparently. Is it Fear Itself? I, was it? No, before I, that, I think. Oh, you know she what She hasn't done about. much. Apparently they brought her back, and then she went on a vacation. Who knows? Uh, what did you give this one? Uh, I gave this one a D minus, and I know what yeah. Brad would give. F F on this one. Man, the fuck, yeah. Uh, okay, that was three horrible issues. Let me take it up just a little bit, not much. Uh, the Spider-Man 100th anniversary, number one. Marvel thought it'd be interesting on their 75th anniversary, uh, because just a couple years ago they celebrated number 50. Uh, yeah. <laughs> they, fl- they fluctuate with their anniversary years. They celebrate 1961 as the 50th anniversary of the modern Silver Age uh, Fantastic Four first appearance, and also Marvel Comics number one, which is the first appearance of what? Uh, Namor and the Human Torch. Well, it's funny because I think right now, aren't they doing Daredevil's 50th anniversary? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. so wait a minute. Well, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. What are we doing here? So anyway, they decide, well, let's release several books and call it the 100th anniversary. And uh, this will – we're pretending that the the books are rebooting every 20 issues again in the future. <laughs> so we have a new number one. Yeah. But this is a new number one at the end of an eight-part series. So in the year, what, 2061, I'm guessing, is the 100th – or 2062 is when this issue should appear on the shelves. Because that would be the 100th anniversary of Spider-Man. Mm. Uh, written by Sean Ryan and penciler N. Huck Hayek Lee. Uh, basically, the plot starts, or the, the, as I said earlier, the, uh, the issue takes place in the final issue of an eight-part series. It's called Great Power. And the book opens up with the Kingpin has shot and killed Eddie Brock in his office. And Peter's holding the dead body of uh, Eddie Brock and... Um, the Kingpin says that he's eliminating the competition, and he takes over the suit, this uh, Venom symbiote suit, because evidently Flash Thompson lost it uh, on the 60th anniversary. I don't know. Uh, the suit, uh, the Venom suit, has been upgraded by Fisk with technology, and it can control any machine on the planet. It can hack it and get into it. So uh, he punches Peter uh, out the door, out his window of the tall uh, building, and Peter, by the way, is not wearing a Spider-Man suit. He's just in like his black, uh, not tidy whities but black boxers or whatever. Uh, he's out of costume, so he punches him out of his office, and he falls, and he grabs onto a digital billboard of Mary Jane. And Fisk uh, uh, goes after him on the side of the building, going in and out of electronics, and Fisk taunts him how he just can't hold on to the redhead and she's always out of his reach so even a hundred years from now or on the hundredth anniversary peter and mary jane are still not together george thoughts <laughs> uh, not surprising marvel marvel hates the marriage people you you have writer writers can't live like can't relive the lives that they didn't have in high school vicariously through the character unless they're screwing some some new mary sue so so uh, Peter runs through New York City, and Fisk keep chase, Fisk in the Venom suit keeps chasing him through all the tech of the city. He pops in and out of billboards, and I guess I can't tell where Peter's running to. He, he has trouble trying to find it, 
But he goes to a park, and I guess it's Central Park because there's a lot of trees, etc., and there's not that much in New York. There is more than one park, by the way, in New York. <clears throat> well, maybe it, it doesn't, he doesn't specifically name what park, and I don't know all the other parks, but I assumed it was Central Park when I, I read it. And he finds some sticks. And he practiced, I guess he was a Boy Scout because he was able to start a fire with these sticks. And then Venom comes, and Venom Fisk uh, comes through the forest, and he's looking all badass. And, and you have him face to face in each panel, and they lunge at each other. And uh, Peter stabs Fisk with a flame, a st- uh, just a stick with a fire on it. And the suit goes up in flames. He pulls out Fisk from the suit, and the symbiote burns up. Hmm. Huh? Mm. Anyway, <laughs> cut to Peter returning all bloody to his Aunt May's house. He then pulls out his Spider-Man costume in the last frame, and he talks about how Aunt May taught him how nothing is unfixable. Is Aunt May still alive in 2061? We do not see Aunt May. Uh, from what uh, what it read, it seems like she's dead, is what I gather. Yeah, she'll now. get better. <clears throat> exactly, they all do. Uh, maybe she was just upstairs with Jameson. Anyway, the pro, pro, the art is beautiful. Venom looks awesome. Uh, it's a little bit anime-ish, but not over the top. Uh, the con, there's nothing new. There's not much plot. How can a fire? I wrote, how can a fire stick beat Venom? Just a little stick, just a piece of wood, kind of like a vampire uh, stick. The symbiote does not like fire, man. Fire. Or I know he does. I know, but just a little stick, I think Venom can take that. So you're saying that I could defeat uh, Venom with the Bic lighter that's on my desk right now? Well, that's what I'm saying. I think you could, according to this writer. Good. Anyway, the, <laughs> if you got fire and if you got a uh, boombox, you can take out a symbiote. Uh, anyway, not worth th- four bucks, uh, I wrote. And also, uh, I didn't like that nothing has changed in 100 years with Peter Parker. He still doesn't have Mary Jane. He still is in his 20s. He's still fighting the Kingpin and the Venom. I mean, the only difference in the uh, hundred in a hundred years of this person on the planet fighting crime is technology. Well, in 2061, Jr. is dead. You're probably <laughs> in a in a retirement home. I'm probably dead. I guess. Uh, still a nerd may still be. It'll be you and still a nerd and Bailey. Um, oh. You know, maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe a stroke is one of you. I don't know. <laughs> but you know, I. So I, I don't even know what the what, what you guys be saying in the future. Well, I mean, th- I know Jr. would hate it if he was still alive. Well, the thing is, I I would think in 2061 or 2062 because that's that would be the hundredth anniversary. Um, something has I I envision like Peter Parker more like the MC2 universe. Him a little bit older. But he probably won't be. He'll probably still be in his The 20s. character's not allowed to progress and grow, Brad. You know that. He's not. And that's, that is just disappointing for me. I, I mean, uh, we've had this debate in the past about how... It's not a debate. It's just... A, it's everybody... Everybody everybody wants their, their characters to grow old with them. And, and this shows that they can't. And there's nothing new to the character. There's no growth. There, there's... The only difference is Aunt May's dead, but that's happened before, so that's not really a growth. And if you do the math, I will be 87 years old in 2062. All right, sweet. So you know, the, you know, by that time there may be robotic parts. You know, and, and print won't even, <laughs> you know, you, you print won't even be around anymore. You know, I, so I think Spider-Man will be around in 2062. Print I do. won't be. Uh, I agree print with that. Won't be. They're going to be beaming these into your head. How much are comic books in 2062? If they're printed? No, uh, digitally or whatever. Digitally? God, how... I don't man. know what the Bendis tax is going to inflate. <laughs> so I don't, actually, I, 
I think at some point, you know, Disney's probably going to start start putting a kibosh on that and be like, you know what? Maybe we don't pay these people ridiculous stuff to write this stuff anymore. And it's suddenly no one will want to do it. I'm giving this one a C minus. Uh, the art is good, but uh, the the plot there's nothing there. There's nothing really new. There's nothing really, and the fire stick just threw me off. I didn't really care the about the fire that. stick. The fire stick that defeats venom that you can find in any park, and and if you can whittle your wood, hey, 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 hey. and get a, a spark off of it, you too can take out a symbiote. Uh, you want me to do another one since we're talking about symbiotes? Um, yeah, otherwise you're going to have to talk for like 40, 40, 40 minutes or so. Uh, I, I've got one more symbiote. Uh, Deadpool versus Carnage 4, the miniseries, is wrapping is, up. After is, is my national, is my long national nightmare almost over? And it's officially ended. <laughs> uh, Cullen Bunn's the writer, Salva Espin is the penciler. And the book opens with, uh, you, you see an exterior shot of this hospital called the... Carrington Cottage Psychiatric Hospital. Hang on. I've, now, I haven't read this issue, but let me guess. Carnage is going to kill everyone inside. Oh, very good, George. You did Oh, wow. Issue. How did I know? <laughs> but it's interesting that the uh, the words of the Carrington Cottage Psychic Hospital have been changed. They're, uh, they, the Carnage decided to rename the place and take some of the letters out of the Carrington Cottage Psychic Hospital. And guess what he rewrites the hospital and calls it? Psychotic George? Hospital? He calls it Carnage is Carnage Psycho on the side. Okay, of it. first of all, how many hospitals do you know out there that are psychic hospitals? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> to even begin with, I, I I haven't checked into any mental institutions lately, so I don't know. <laughs> psychic hospital. Oh, psychiatric. I'm sorry, psychiatric. Okay, Jesus, Brad. I was about to say. Oh, sorry. You've got an appointment with Miss Cleo. <laughs> the Carrington Cottage Psychiatric Hospital. That makes more sense. Car- Carnage renames it the Carnage Psycho. That's what he does. Okay, got it. Wow, that's a long way to go for a little payoff. Kind of like my dating life in college. Uh, <laughs> anyway, he's uh, he and Shriek break into the Carrington Cottage Psychiatric Hospital, and guess what they do to all the patients and the doctors? Kill them. Yep, yep. Oh, yep. I saw that coming. Anyway, uh, Deadpool has tracked him down to the Carrington Cottage Psychiatric Hospital. And he's got, he's, uh, if you remember from the previous issue, he's covered in four symbiotes. <laughs> because his arms and his legs were all cut off, cut off and each appendage has a symbiote. Attached to it. There wasn't a fifth one available for other things that were cut off. Uh. Uh, <laughs> so Deadpool has a uh, sniper shotgun, sniper rifle, and shoots Carnage in the face, which... It goes to show you this book is a little too cartoony because Carnage has a hole in the side of his face. And if I remember my symbiotes correctly, isn't the symbiote covering a human face? Yes, but yes. it's like <clears throat> the rules went out. I mean, after Venom first appeared, yeah. people just didn't care anymore. By the time they got around to Brain's Brains and those ridiculous huge jaws yeah. with that with that 40-foot tongue... But, but, well, anyway, evidently the sniper shot avoided the whole human face of Cletus and just blew a hole in the side of the, the symbiote. And uh, a symbiote, then uh, through the window, a symbiote, a symbiote dog rushes in and attacks Carnage, Cujo style. And uh, Shriek fires uh, him off of Carnage, and then the dog 
who is covered in symbiote, which sounds dirty, transforms into Carnage. And Shriek thinks that she's killed her lover, and she runs away. And Carnage then turns into Deadpool, so the symbiote has changed Deadpool's appearance to look like Carnage. And the real Carnage runs after Shriek and says, no, it's a symbiote, He's, I'm, not, I'm not dead. Anyway, she's too crazy, she's, she's lost it, she runs away. And then Deadpool and Carnage fight, Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck style. And then you cut to Shriek walking down a hallway after she's uh, seen her lover dead. And Carnage gets confused, and she thinks Deadpool is Shriek, because Deadpool has covered Shriek in one of the four symbiotes. And uh, Carnage uh, severely injures Shriek, and she's bloody all on the floor, and he's just traumatized. He can't believe he's killed his lover. Or not killed her, but severely injured her. So Carnage, being of sane and rational mind, he then goes to the local police department and checks himself into a cell. And and a cell is not going to hold a symbiote, but the, the guys know that, and Carnage doesn't care. And he says he's going to sit in this cell until, quote, I'm my own man again, and then I'm going to find Deadpool and make him pay. Then the miniseries ends. Deadpool leaves the car- takes the symbiote off the dog and leaves him in the desert or whatever. Uh, the pros, the art's okay, and Deadpool's quips are always fun by Cullen Bunn. That's one of the best parts of the book is Deadpool's quips. That's the best part of any Deadpool book, by the way, the quips. You, on a side note, yes, did sir. you see that, that Deadpool test footage that they did? Holy cow, that was awesome. So cool. It makes me so sad that yeah. we're not going to get that now because they, they screwed up right. Deadpool so much. I think they killed any uh, or a lot of the interest. At least, uh, you know, at the studio level of, of doing a, a Deadpool movie. If anything, the viral hit of that test footage is going to make the studio think twice. That was yeah. awesome. awesome. It was dead on. And I hope, you know, that movie could bring back Ryan, uh, what's his name, his career. <clears throat> I mean, he's had a lot of hit. Ryan Reynolds' career. He's had a lot of bombs lately. I think a Deadpool movie could help. Well, you know, I mean, people should have had to pay a little bit uh, for what happened with Green Lantern. You know, but but Ryan wasn't really the problem with that. He, you know, now at some point he probably should have pulled him aside and said, "Was the script written by a five-year-old?" <laughs> you know, did the same guy write this that wrote Spider-Man Two? What's going? You know, Amazing Spider-Man Two. What's happening here? Stop. Uh, the cons: Carnage does not check himself into a jail cell. Also, Carnage does not feel remorse for killing or even hurting his lover. Carnage is crazy. He loves blood. He doesn't. Uh, ch- he doesn't surrender. I just thought that was very, very out of character. I don't think uh, Carnage is anything like that. Uh, Great D. I think this is the weakest issue of the four, and I've, I've, I, I thought the first three were okay, at least C and B level. But uh, this one just kind of not much of a payoff. It just kind of ends abruptly and very confusingly. Mm. All right, your turn, sir. Before I wrap up uh, with all new Ultimates. All right. Uh, so the last thing I've got uh, is Guardians of the Galaxy number sixteen. Very topical since the movie just came out today, the day that we're recording. By the way, go see Guardians of the Galaxy. It's awesome. Unfortunately, I imagine there's no symbiotes in the movie. Oh, damn. (laughs) You know, it turns out there's not. There's not one symbiote in the movie. That's why we're reviewing the book. There's not any clones in it either. I mean, it's so refreshing. I was was like, oh, my gosh, what's happening? Is there any symbiotes on a dog in the movie? Not symbiotes on a dog, but there is a dog. Oh, very nice. Stop. I haven't seen it I'm yet. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All right. Yep. I'm glad the dog's in it, though. 
Go All ahead. Right, so um, now, of course, when we left off in 15, the team has been scattered to the four winds. They've, they've been captured. They've all been given the different alien races who want a piece of their ass. Um, the issue starts off with Drax facing a Shire court, um, and he's basically – just of it is there, he gets sentenced to die uh, for crimes against the galaxy, and they, you know, they tell him, "Well, you get to pick the manner of your death." And then he tells Gladiator, "Fine, I challenge you to a duel to the death." That was badass, by the way. I thought that was awesome. that was actually a pretty cool moment. Yeah, that was awesome. That was my, one of my favorite parts. It was like that's all Drax said. The entire issue was, "I challenge you. I challenge you." He was like Groot in this. He was. He was like that. That's all he could say. Um. Star-Lord, who the last we saw had jumped out of a building to escape his, uh, his father's forces, uh, is rescued by Captain Marvel, who picks him up. And there's a lot of daddy issue stuff between uh, Star-Lord and his dad um, here. You know, and for, I don't know. For me, that's kind of boring. His dad doesn't make a lot of sense as a character sometimes, at least not the way Ben just writes him. Yeah. And um, so that that part doesn't work. That, that's very different than the uh, Abnett Lanning stuff. I don't remember his dad being that much of an influence in the book. They don't really uh, they don't really explain much about why Captain Marvel's there. Well, I think she's going to be part of the team. And no, that she is going to be part of the team. It's just mm-hmm. you know why is she there? I, I'm sure there's a free comic book day thing that explained it. Them <laughs> there's not. You know. So uh, anyway. Go ahead. Um, a couple of other good moments in there. You had um, Angela, not Angela. You had uh, Gamora about to fight. You know, getting beaten down by a bunch of Badoon. Which that that part in it itself is not a good thing for me because Gamora is a lot tougher than that. Mm-hmm. And I just don't think that Gam- that there's no scenario in which Gamora just doesn't keep wiping the floor with everybody on that planet. What's her nickname, the deadliest woman in the galaxy? Or Basically, yeah, the, the deadliest woman. Yeah. She's like the Wolverine of space. Right. Yeah. Um, but Angela comes in and saves her, throws her a sword. They finally give Angela something to do, and they're like, well, we need to try to find a way to make people you know, actually give any semblance of a damn about this <laughs> character that we bought basically to spite, to spite someone. <laughs> she was getting her own book, by the way. She's Thor's sister. Oh, my God. Did you not hear about this? No. Yeah, she's the she's Thor's long lost sister or whatever. Is she the new? Is she going to be Thor girl or the new Thor? No, no, that's a whole different deal. Is is, is Thor girl going to be the actual new Thor? Yes, she is. Tareen? No, 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 no. I have no idea how Thor turns into a woman. I mean, Loki aside from going to Stockholm and getting an <laughs> getting a <laughs> surgical know. procedure, yeah, has Thor started the hormone shots? <laughs> Oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, um, Thor's lost his hammer. Yeah, so so <laughs> now that's what's going on here. Now you know this issue, and I and I've talked about it before. I haven't really enjoyed Bendis's work on this title. I just haven't. Um, and there's been other Guardian, or there's been other Guardians fans out there who I've talked to who agree with me. They're like, no, it's it's just. And I don't know if it's the Abnet and Landing did such a good job on it in the first, you know, the first go round that it's hard for someone else to follow, yeah. or so much as you know the fact that there's been so many problems with it, you know, and saying this and doing that, and well, this was on the cover, but no one, you know, this person wasn't in there, all that crap back and forth. It just, but uh, even aside from that, you know, my 
my I I don't favor the the writing, you know, the or the 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 pacing. Pardon me, that Bendis gives, right. you know, because it, we, you know, you and I for Fight Club just read four issues, mm-hmm. right? And, and it would have taken Bendis eighteen months to get that much story out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just from those four issues. Yeah. So, and that that that's a con for me. Talk to me about because kind of like with New Warriors, we we want to know we Bottom want to know what's going on with. Bottom line up for Venom. What's going on with Flash? And what did Venom do? What did Venom do? I, well, after getting his ass kicked for what, two or <laughs> three books. Yeah, welcome to the team. Here's your ass. Right. Um, wow. Venom actually almost gets to, to do something cool. <laughs> there you go. Uh, he's kid- He was kidnapped by Scrolls at the end of the last episode who were posing as secret defenders or Avengers or whoever the hell knows. Secret defenders. Or secret Avengers, yes. So, um... Even I'm confused. I know. So they kidnap. Uh, they kidnapped him at the at the end of the of the last issue. Here in this issue, they've removed the symbiote from him. Yep. And they have it like in its own little glass and its own little containment unit thing. And there's Flash sitting there without any legs. And the, the scrolls are talking to him. Do you even know how you you know what this thing is? Do you even know where this thing comes from? Do you know how much it's worth? Which is funny to me because the scroller's like, dude, do you know how much this is worth? Yet when he walked into a store, into the gu- when he and uh, Drax went to Gun World, <laughs> remember when he was first on the team and we didn't even yeah. know why he was there? Uh, <laughs> when they went to Gun that. World, the dude was like, get out of my shop. Get out of my shop right now with that. And I'm like, well, wait a minute. If the, par- if the-, if the symbiote's worth so goddamn much, why wasn't this guy trying to kill him and j- so he could take the symbiote? And sell it on the black market or whatever. We'll just call the uh, NRA planet. I just, I don't know. It's just inconsistent to me. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I agree. So anyway, um, but one of the scrolls decides that they're gonna they're gonna have the symbiote latch onto a scroll, and it does at first. But then the symbiote decides it doesn't like scroll. Maybe they taste bad. Maybe they taste like bad eggs. Who knows? They're green. So it jumps off of the scroll, and, and the scroll is like, no, no, why? Why do you reject me? And it goes over to uh, – it goes over back onto Flash. Right. And then Flash, you know, smiles, you know, that, that Venom 10,000 teeth smile and, and says, you know, I, I, I forgot what his line was. I told you or something. He, he gives out a sentence, and then you know some bad things are about to happen, but you don't actually see them. So So Venom fans – if you started reading Guardians of the Galaxy because you like Venom, and you're like, is that all he's going to do is get his ass whooped, you know, issue after issue, fret not, because I think next issue he, he may actually get to do something. Good. So, there you go. All right. I'm about to review three books, which are some of the worst I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> and that's saying something. I've read a lot of books. You have and read the, a lot of bad things. These things, I... I've never been rooting – I mean, I, I apologize to anyone that enjoys these books because I'm about to destroy them. Now, wait. Now, uh, now how do you rate yeah. these compared to that Marvel – what was it? That Marvel Knight Spider-Man thing or whatever? Remember from a while back? <clears throat> Marvel Knight Spider-Man is better than this. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I, <laughs> wow. Where he, where he tripped out. This, I don't care about a single damn person in the books. I'm I'm offended that I paid four dollars for each of these books. Uh, All new Ultimates number three. Michael Fife is the writer. Um, America Pinay is the penciler. Uh, the plot and and 
again, I read uh, issue three probably a month or so ago. I had no idea what happened. I've, I've since deleted it from my memory. I had to go to issue four to the recap page to sort of figure out what the hell happened. That's never a good sign. Uh, basically, the plot of the book, Bombshell. Her boyfriend is named Poey. P-O-E-Y. What a weird name. Uh, is dealing uh, superpower drugs with the Serpent Skulls. That's the name of this gang in the Mar- Ultimate Universe. And Miles Morales is a peeping Tom. He, he stares in on the uh, Poey and Bombshell in the window and watches their conversation. Uh, they then use Poey to track down where they're selling the drugs at the warehouse. And then they destroy the supply of the... There's a big fight and they destroy the supply of the drugs. Pro. No pros. <laughs> Cons. This book is damned, damned confusing. There's poor art. There are literally dozens of characters in this book. There are so many characters to monitor, you have no clue who they are. There's multiple gang members. I can kind of keep track of who are on the main team of the Ultimates. Uh, Poey, I have no clue who the he- barely who he is or what his motive is. He's a drug dealer that's going out with Bombshell. I guess that's it. Uh, Miles doesn't feel like Miles Morales. He feels like... Peter Parker, he feels like a generic Spider-Man with no personality. Mm. All the lines in this book from Miles could be equally read by Peter Parker, and you wouldn't notice a difference. There's no new, unique voice for Miles Morales like Bendis has. Uh, F, mm. F, F, F. hated this book. Number four gets slightly better uh, with a D. I'll give you the grade up front, but only because they actually worked in some character development. Oh, uh, this basically is Girls' Night Out. And uh, Bombshell, Kitty, Jessica Drew, which is Peter Parker's clone, and Tandy, which is uh, Dagger. They all go have fun at the arcade. They kind of are exhausted by trying to remember all the characters in this book. And so they go chill at the arcade and the beach. And Jessica, one of the best parts of the book, uh, Jessica reveals uh, that she likes girls. She's the, uh, like I said, the clone of Peter Parker. And she reveals that she has the brain patterns of a guy. And that she likes redheads and Jewish girls, kind of like Peter did, by liking Mary Jane and uh, Kitty Pride. Uh, let's see. Poey, who is that annoying boyfriend of Bombshell, then dies by someone holds a gun up to his head and they use a, I don't know, a beach ball or something to stop the gunshot in our apartment. Anyway, a, weird, a weird, ball. weird. Oh, well, their art is so bad, I can't tell. I don't know if it's a grapefruit, it's a beach ball, it's a basketball, whatever the hell it is. They hold it up to his head. Poor Poey, who we just met, dies. I'm very heartbroken over Poey. I think I might write some poetry over Poey. Uh, bombshell discovers Poey. Uh, in a poodle of uh, blood. <laughs> in a poodle of blood? Yeah, a poodle, because his name's Poey. He's got poodles of blood. Oh, right. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, she's then abducted by Diamondback, uh, who who evidently helped <laughs> shoot Poey. And she has hypnotizing diamond dust that she blows all over a uh, bombshell. And so she's hypnotized. Uh <laughs> Anyway, the pro for the book I wrote, the the first time there's been humanization in the whole book of the ladies. And uh, they explain why they're a team and how they enjoy each other. That's the only pro of the book. 
Khan, who the hell are all these gangs? There's so many gangs fighting in there. There's skulls, there's serpents, there's, there's diamondbacks. I got n- absolutely no clue. Also, Spider-Man hardly ever... He has like a couple panels with uh, Gangi fl- swinging around the city, and he's talking about getting kissed in a previous issue, but I don't remember the, the damn kiss at all. And he was like, is that cheating if you kiss with the mask on? Is that cheating with my girlfriend who I'm going to reveal my secret identity to? Anyway, D. It gets a D. Only because there was actual characterization. Uh, number five. <laughs> the, whew, uh, the cover is a black and white cover. And it has the team on it. And in, around the cover are literally dozens of silhouettes in the background. And I wrote, this is an accurate depiction of how many people are in this book. They are faceless, and you have no clue who they are. Because, exactly, like inside the book, you have no clue who these people are. Uh, the, the book opens with the team fighting a bunch of people hopped up on superhero drugs. And then you cut to the best part of this issue. Cloak and Dagger are exhausted. Cloak says he wants to chill and rest, but Tandy isn't having it. She wants some Dark Force. Oh, she wants some dark force. She's about to light it up, baby. She says, Cloak, we have been apart for so long. I need the dark force. And then you see a light and dark. And then you cut away to a scene of the church, uh, they're, wide they're, shot of the church. They're screwing in church? They're screwing in church, baby. Wow. This is sin, 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 sin. And you cut to a big, glowing, bright and then you have a sound effect, and I wrote down the sound effect. It is S-K-R-C-H-C-H-C-H-Z-Z-T. So I'm going to attempt to say this sound effect. It's onomatopoeia. Scritch-ch-ch-ch-zit is what that sounds like when Cloak and Dagger have sex in a church. Wow, that sounds like Mark Millar bad. So the team, they just whooped up on some people hooked up on superhero drugs. And they go meet up at Cloak and Dagger's church. And you're like, what's up, gang? I'm getting a little dark force. Anyway, uh, it just so happens Crossbones, who, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, Crossbones, Captain America's villain. No, I know. It's just we're talking about people screwing, and then you go to, so Crossbones. So uh, Crossbones follows the uh, the team back to the church, where Cloak is getting a little dagger. Uh-huh. And... Uh, <laughs> And he's and, he, and he's got some serpents with him, and then a fight ensues in the church, and then Diamondback shows up, who's still controlling Bombshell, and then uh, Diamondback's like, oh, "I got you, I've got control of you," and just like uh, I'm, when I'm done, I'm gonna kill you like Poey. Uh <laughs> just like I killed that rat bastard Poey. That Poey. Uh, so it's poetic justice that uh, she gets upset about Poey. And she blows up the whole church. You know, you're. Uh, can I pause you for? Yes, yes, sir. Please. How many years? How many years have I known you now, Brad Douglas? I don't know. It, it, it goes back to at least 2008. That's when I first came you. to your site. Yeah, 2008. Yeah. I've listened to podcasts. I've I've talked to you on several occasions. I've met you yes. in real life. Yes, sir. You have. No one, and I mean no one, works in the medium of puns. The way that you do. <laughs> what have I done? Just the poey and the poodle of blood? You, the poey and the poetic justice. <laughs> A poetic justice. <laughs> little dark for everything. You <laughs> so many in there, and I, you know, I, I just, it, it just comes to you naturally. 
<laughs> That's my mutant power, the pun. It's, it's, I'm the pun, I'm the puninator. It's the pun, right? And I just I just want to I just want to point that out. What thing? I don't know much. anyone else on the planet Earth <laughs> who is more punny than you. I thank you. Now I didn't say that they're all good. Well, I, I assume they were. I said that you're, you're the best there is at what you do. Thank you, and and what I do isn't good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, where were we? Where, where did I leave off at a punny Poetic moment? Justice. No, I did not. <laughs> Poetic justice. Anyway, bombshell blows up this church, and we're rooting for everyone to die, except they don't. Oh. Uh, so bombshell says, "I don't care. I'm just going to kill everyone because Poe, who we don't know who he was." But he, his death has traumatized his character so much, she wants to kill her teammates, Diamondback, and the whole damn book. And I'm, I'm rooting for her to do it. Uh, pro, Cloak got some. I'm glad someone had, I wrote this. Cloak got some. I'm glad someone had enjoyment from this issue. (laughs) Good, good for you, Cloak. I'm glad you got some in the, in the attic of a church. Good job. Uh, Khan, I don't care about any of these folks, nor any of the random number of gangs and police officers that randomly come in and out of this book. Grade F. I hate this book. I hate this book. You know, (laughs) people say all we do is hate, yet they're going to focus on this, but remember at the start of the review section, you you gave two A's out. I did. I gave two A's. I gave two F's. A D and a C for that hundredth anniversary book. I don't. People do often say that we we're very negative on this show, but I don't remember ever being this negative. You were on, you were on a book. Marvel Knights pe- Spider Man thing. Yeah, well, yeah, that was awful too. But I, I and people have often said, well, I'm generally the guy that's the positive of the group when it comes to an amazing. I have seen you group. give give better grades yeah. just because you like the cover. <laughs> you have. And I think it, it says something because I'm generally a positive person, and I generally like Spider-Man. I wouldn't do this if I didn't. But this is an absolutely horrible book. I do not recommend you picking it up, and I, I suspect that it's not going to be around very long because I don't know of anyone that enjoys this. Book. It'll be a while, I think, before they they admit defeat on a mar- on an Ultimate book. That's their that's their. Well, they just canceled Ultimate FF after five issues. They did. Yeah, they did. Wow. I mean, this this one can't be far behind, dude. It really cannot. So they, they missed an opportunity to make the Ultimate Universe relevant again, at least for a little while, by killing it off. <laughs> that whole Galactus took – what was that, Cataclysm? Right. We, we, we could have merged it with the, the 616. A missed opportunity to bring Miles Morales over to 616 where more people would give a damn about him. That would increase his, his sales and his exposure. It would. <laughs> it would. Yeah, but rather than do that, they'd rather cling to the to the pathetic remnants of this yeah. thing that used to be good that you know that that they made so that people wouldn't be burdened by continuity. Yet it's been crushed by its own continuity. What two or three times now? I guess. Yeah. I don't know. Wow. What a anyway. Final thoughts on this episode, George. What do you think, man? Uh, Roger Ebert uh, once famously <laughs> said that when you see a bad movie. He wants yeah. those two hours of his life back. Yeah. Uh, and I'm going to say, reading New Warriors, that life is too short for bad comics. It is, dude. It's too bad. I mean, New Warriors and all New Ultimates. It's 
And, and a lot of people, I, you know, they may be listening the, to this, and, and, and they may be thinking, you know what, you guys hate everything, you guys hate everything. I don't hate everything. In fact, the things that I, I expect to, I am a cynical person now. Entertainment has made me cynical. When every other goddamn movie coming out of Hollywood is a reboot, and, and with so much bad you know, out there in the comic industry, it makes me cynical. I, you know, it makes me more cynical than I normally would be. When something comes along that impresses me, I gush. What's the last book that really impressed you? Uh, uh, Spidey twenty ninety nine. The re- oh man, wasn't that awesome? That was awesome. Why aren't we reviewing that book? Oh crap! <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I totally forgot about it because it's been so long since we. Here, let's let's. You got it with you? No, I have to dig it out, man. Here, let me let's hit pause. I, I do. I do notes, you know, and I have to. I have to work up for it. All right. You know? All right. Next month on Spider History, our Spider. Now, what the hell? Is I can't believe summer? we both forgot that, and it's like the best thing we read. That's the damn best book. We need to do, next month. Uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine, number one and number two. That's my. That's and, my bad, folks. That's my it, fault. It, it gets an A out of me. Oh, it gets What's an A out, out of me. You? There, we've reviewed it. There. <laughs> Spider Spider Man is a fantastic book. Peter David is back. The magic is back. If you don't like things that suck, then avoid this or, or then buy this book. We're reviewing it now. I don't have the book in front of me. You don't either. But we're going to review it together. Houses for entertainment. Yeah. Uh, Spider Man twenty nine nine. It starts off with a dude from the future trying to wipe out time errors. Right. The, uh, yet another time authority. There Almost you go. Got three or four of them now. And it and it then it cuts to um, um, oh Miguel O'Hara trying to rent an apartment, and I thought Peter David was very clever in the fact that he was like uh, he gets money by uh, having what's her name Lysia is that her name Lila in the, in Lila Lila sends him the winning lottery numbers. Now for those so of he, you who don't know, yeah, Spider Man twenty ninety nine had a holographic sort of assistant. Yeah, uh, which was a female AI named uh, Lila, which at one point in the story actually fell in love with him. And she's uh, dressed sort of like Marilyn Monroe in one of those dresses where the the what, what movie is that? That's uh, some like it hot. That's her most uh, common appearance. So she can change her appearance whenever she wants to. Mm-hmm. Um, but she is still able to communicate uh, with him from the future. Yeah. Via a wristwatch that he has. I guess that's like synced back to their time or whatever. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Which I, which I like that. I like that he's able to have a contact I with her because that was, one, that was one of the best parts of the original book, her, her and his interaction. Lila being back is essential to Spider-Man 2099. Exactly. So he rents an apartment. Uh, he has money from the uh, winning lottery numbers. Uh, there was another – do you remember the reference uh, that he's cheated time or something like that? I, anyway, there were a couple in there that I really, really liked, and I thought Peter David was witty. How no, but I, I remember thinking that it shows the differences between uh, – there's a lot of things in this issue that yeah. show you the difference between Peter Parker and Miguel O'Hara. Yeah, Peter Parker yep. would wrestle and hate himself if he was using the future future knowledge to get some sort of an advantage, even if it was survival. Miguel don't give a f. No man, he's got money. Miguel baby. is like, dude, I am out of my time and I need cash. Peter Parker worried about a gold notebook from Secret Wars two. He ha- hemmed and hawed over that. Miguel hit the lottery. Yeah, dude, that's awesome. Uh, and. Uh, also, uh, there's a fight in the uh, new Al- Alchemex uh, tower 
with that time dis- what's the the robot again the displaced something I forgot I think his name was Ed or something no I I, I <laughs> forgot now what it's called I I wrote it in my review on the site yeah he um fights he he tracks uh Spidey and Miguel down to the Alchemex building and they fight etc and then they stumble across Liz Allen and uh the robots uh says you know what if you let me take her out you can you, you're fine etc and and uh, uh he Spidey doesn't allow that and they fight etc and uh Liz Allen says how did the windows are sealed in this building how did this car- how did this Spider-Man get in he must work for us let's look into that so that's a nice little setup but we got a little drama going on yeah that that was interesting like she she says yeah. okay none of the windows were broken um okay check the guest logs you know every, she yeah. actually starts to put two and two together it's like She's smart, and I like that. Peter, Most comic characters are dumb. They're like, oh, it's, it's, you, you know, it's, Clark can't wear his glasses. He can't really tell. But Liz Allen is like, you know what? This bastard works for it's me. It's because she's written by Peter <laughs> David, and Peter David exactly. likes smart characters. Right. Uh, a out of me, man. I thought the art was strong. The writing, again, Peter David's it was It was fantastic. Yeah. There were some people I read online that had a problem with... Uh, the moment, because because Liz apparently in the future does something so bad that the the, the time you know the chrono knot or whatever the hell he is yeah. uh, is willing to let Miguel live if he'll let him kill uh, Liz. Right. Yeah. And and to dupe him so that he can buy time, Miguel is like, so wait a minute. So I get off the hook, and you kill her, and I'm off the hook, and he's like, all right. Oh, and he he blasts himself, doesn't he? Yeah, and that's how he gets out of it. Yeah, he, yeah. he finally, you know, fights him and gets him in a position where the dude fires his, uh, his, you know, ray beam or whatever the hell it is, and it disintegrates, it disintegrates him, and he like kills him instead. And I'm like, again, dude, this isn't Peter Parker. This right. is Miguel O'Hara. Miguel O'Hara, especially in a, in a different time period, he don't give a f. He's <laughs> like, I'm not gonna die here. I, I guarantee him to right. do that. But the whole thing, well, he was like. Yeah, okay, go ahead, kill her. You know, just to buy time. And Liz is freaking out. Liz is like, wait, what? You can't do that? That's not the, that's not the Spidey that's I not know. That's the Spidey I know. And I'm like, that's because it's, yeah. Spi- it's not the Spidey you know. <laughs> exactly. Well, okay, there. We got another review. We, we got another review. And that is, we thought it was 11 books. It's 12, folks. I don't know how either of us could have forgotten. <laughs> how did we forget the best, the book, best of the book of the month? The best book of July. And both yes. you and I were like, whoa, this was a crap month, bro. It was a crap month until Peter David showed yeah. up. A, a out of me, A out of you, yeah, too? Yeah, A out of me. That's a wrap. <laughs>